You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I tell you what, uh, the day that I got saved, it seemed like the colors were a little bit brighter. Amen. It seemed like the sun shined a little bit brighter. It seemed like the breeze felt just a, a smell just a little bit fresher that day. It seemed like the birds chimed in to sing an amazing grace. In today's message, Pastor Gary speaks about the joy he felt after accepting Jesus and how we are to share this joy with those around us. We aren't given this joy to simply keep it to ourselves, right? If we are truly for God, we'll want to share Him with as many people as we can, no matter what they might think of us. No age, race, gender, class, or anything else should ever be able to stop us from spreading the Word of God if we truly love Him the same way He loves us. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6 as he continues his message, Offering Up a Mighty Praise. I don't feel guilty and I don't feel bad about trying to provoke you to praise God because if we don't praise Him, we've not lived for our purpose. Amen. Because our ultimate and highest aim and goal should be to glorify God with our lives above all else. And if we can't do it at the house of God, I doubt we're going to do it out there in the world. Amen. At least let us start here and pray that it carries on throughout the week. Amen. we got to praise Him with our means. That's right. <laughs> Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter number 29 real quickly. And verse number 2. Yes, Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 2. I'll actually start reading verse 1. We're talking about praising with our means. Furthermore, David, the king, said unto all the congregation... Solomon, my son, whom alone God hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. David, you remember, was wanting to build a house for the Lord, and the Lord said, you've got too much blood on your hands. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let your son build it. And so David couldn't build it, but he could gather the materials. So he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll facilitate the process as much as you'll allow me, Lord. (laughs) And he began... And this is interesting, Solomon. He said, my son is still young. He's tender. He's not been hardened by life and its disappointments and its challenges yet. Uh, He's going to need some strength. He's going to need some guidance. He's going to need some help. Amen. But God has chosen him, right? And, And can I say this as your relatively new pastor? The work is too great for me. First Chronicles instead of Second Chronicles. My apologies. Thank God for an awesome wife. Y'all give her some love this morning. Amen. <laughs> I thought, she's flagging me down. What have I said wrong? My apologies. First Chronicles chapter 29. Thank you, sweetheart. But as your pastor, this work is too great for me. And this work is too great for you as an individual. But this work is not too great for God. So it's our job to figure out how we can work together to stand out of God's way and let him do it through us. And each of us just do our part. Amen. None of us have called to do it all. All of us are called to do some of it. Amen. 
And so give it to God. Verse 2, now I have prepared, what did David say next? With all my might for the house of my God, the gold for things to be made of gold. And I, I'm not going to read the whole list, but he's got gold, silver, brass, uh, carpet, everything you can imagine. He's, he, he, he just poured it all in and, and, and laid it all out. I, I believe he even had the template laid out. And the, and the set of instructions and said, now Solomon, I, don't, I can't do this, uh, but this is how you do it. And I believe he gave him the blueprint and said, this, if you'll put these pieces here and put those pieces there, it'll all come together. Don't you think he, uh, he, he, he laid it out, probably even laid out the plan maybe. But it was because his heart was in it. And he didn't limit anything. And because of his example, verse 6, then the chief of the fathers and princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the rulers of the king's work offered willingly and gave for the, the service of the house of God of gold. And then it skips to silver. Verse 8, it skips to stones. Verse 9, the Bible says, then the people rejoiced for that they offered offered willingly because with perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord and David the king also rejoiced with great joy. I wish I could take time this morning to delve into all of what's in this chapter but my main point and my main emphasis is they gave mightily of their means and they rejoiced greatly and they were with one mind and one accord and of a willing heart. And God wants our praise to manifest in our giving. I want to ask you a question. Does your giving reflect a mighty praise to God? Oh, Lord, help us this morning. At the times that we've held back and our giving can directly reflect our, our ability or our willingness to praise the Lord. God does not uh, ask you to give any more than you can give, but He does ask that what you give is given with all of your heart, with willingness and admiration and purity of heart. Amen, church? And can you give with a willing heart? And can you give with all of your might? It's not the quantity of your gift, but it is the quality of your gift. And we need not to give begrudgingly. Well, here come the tithing plate again. I guess I'll give this week. Can't really afford it. And I guess I'm supposed to do it. And let me tell you, if that's your attitude, God don't want your money. That's right. The deacons are scrambling up. Take that statement back, preacher. We need their money. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. They, they would agree with me on this. If it can't be done with purity, singleness of heart, sincerity, it need not be done. So that begs the question, how, how does our means reflect our praise to God? Amen. I got to move on to the second point. I'm talking about a mighty praise. It's going to affect the way we give. It's going to affect how we participate in supplying the needs of the work of God that God has called us to accomplish while we're here on this planet. Not only does it reflect our means, but it, it involves our purpose. Uh, I, I want to draw your attention out of one verse, and you don't have to follow me in case I mess it up again. 2 Kings uh, chapter 23 and verse number 25. This is King Josiah. And the Bible said uh, about Josiah uh, that, and like him, there was no king before him that 
turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might. I'm talking about a mighty praise. According to the law, according to all the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him. And I believe the Holy Spirit penned those words about King Josiah because he offered a mighty praise to God. And I know he wasn't perfect and even had his flaws, but I'm telling you what the Holy Spirit highlighted in this verse is worthy of our utmost attention. That he gave of all his might in his actions. I mean, he tore down the strongholds. He, he called the people to repentance. There's a lot of things that God used uh, King Josiah to do uh, to call Israel back to the Lord. Uh, like I said, he wasn't perfect, but he offered a mighty praise, and God gave him credit for it. Now, let me ask you a question. Does your actions reflect a mighty praise to God? Because I've often said that praise is not just uh, uh, what we express in terms of our love to the Lord while we're in a church service. Uh, I know we have uh, religious calisthenics, so to speak. We have the lifting of the hands, right? We, we have the, the bowing the knee to the Lord in prayer. There are different ways that we can outwardly express how much we love the Lord. Uh, but God wants to get in your daily walk. God wants you to be willing to speak up for Him while you're at Walmart or while you're in the drive through or while you're pumping gas, amen, uh, or wherever you go. Are you willing uh, to be a vessel and a mouthpiece for the praise that's due His name? He wants, to, he wants to get in your actions. He wants, to get to, he wants a Sunday to be every day in your life. That you're having church with God wherever you go and whatever you're doing. Now, I know uh, uh, that you've got responsibilities, and I know that you can't, you, you, some of you got jobs, and you can't break your focus and, and just have a Holy Ghost fit right up in the middle of your work schedule, amen. Uh, although sometimes you might want to, uh, I know that we've got to be practical, but what I'm talking about is just a daily awareness uh, and a moment-by-moment -moment awareness of His presence and a willingness to let Him uh, uh, move in your life and move through your life uh, and to make your Actions acceptable to the Lord. Amen. A mighty praise in your purpose, in your actions, in your means. And lastly, I want to talk about affection. What is in your heart? The book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5 says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy, what's the next word? Might. I'm talking about an affection for God. An affection. What does your heart possess as it relates to your affection for God? Is it mighty? Does it extol the Lord in your life? Can people tell that you have a passion for Jesus? I'm afraid that if we measured our praise on a, 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 on a, a scale from wimpy to mighty, most of our praise would be closer to the wimpy side. And and we can't praise Him enough. And, and those, that, th those that approach the mightier side of praise are often criticized because they're too rambunctious, right? They're too noisy. Oh, they're just making a show for themselves. Maybe not. You don't know that. You don't know that. When David danced for the Lord, one of his wives complained, mocked at him, and the Bible said she was barren, or she had no children, rather, for the rest of her life. Now, I don't know if David just no longer had relations with her, or if the Lord shut up her womb. But either way, the consequence was that she had no more children because she put her mouth on somebody else's praise. 
You better be careful what you say about other people. You don't know whether it's fake or not. You just better say, you know what? If they're praising Jesus, I rejoice. If they're lifting up, you know what Paul said? Paul said, whether in truth or in pretense, Christ is preached and I rejoice. He said, I know there's some fakes in the ministry. I know there's some that's preaching with false pretense. Uh, they're preaching Jesus and they won't, uh, they're probably in it for a paycheck or something. But he said, if they're mentioning Jesus, I'm glad about that. Amen. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That's even the hypocrite. Well, they ought not to praise God. According to the Bible, they should. Even the hypocrite should praise God. Because he's worthy regardless of whether or not they are. Right? right. Amen. Even the sinner should praise God. Now, I know it helps a whole lot for them to get saved. <laughs> Amen. It help a whole lot. But I, I can't help but wonder why some of us who are saved don't praise him like we ought to. Amen, church. And I'm not trying to make you... Uh, get on a guilt trip, and I'm not trying to manipulate you into becoming a, uh, uh, some kind of a hoorah cheerleader when we come to church. Uh, but all I'm saying is when God stirs your heart, you give him the expression of affection that he is worthy of, and you don't give a flip what anybody says about it. Amen. Amen. Because he is worthy of your affection, and it ought to show from your heart. So I'm going to close with just a few verses for you to meditate on as we get ready to leave today. Psalm chapter 103 and verse 1. This is a psalm of David, and he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, all that is within me. That's nothing held back. Uh, look at the intensity of his praise and worship. Job chapter 38 and verse 7 references the morning stars who sing praise together to the Lord. And it says, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Don't tell me shouting is not a, 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 a uh, reference to worship. Amen. I, I grew up in an old-fashioned shouting Baptist church. Yeah, glory to God. Woo. And, and sometimes they were made fun of. Amen. But I tell you what, I ain't never been as, uh, I don't think I've ever felt closer to the Lord than when some old praying grandma watched a uh, a wayward child go to the altar and get saved by the grace of God and the joy so overflooded her soul that she just let out a holler amen and it was just an expression of joy and rejoicing and praise to almighty God for the victory that had been gotten and there was not a single thing wrong with it what was wrong was when the uh, the the critics got started speaking up because God was worthy of all of that and a whole lot more we, none of us offer a perfect praise in our frail, sin-cursed bodies. But may we give them the best praise we can. As we were in the, uh, in the uh, conference in Gatlinburg uh, the last couple of days, uh, and we were worshiping the Lord together, and uh, I'm talking about some exuberant praise. It was intense, and it was awesome, and the presence of God was so real every single service. Boy, I got refreshed spiritually, and I thank God for it. Amy, there were times that I couldn't sing as loud as I wanted to. But the Lord knowed my heart. I said, Lord, if I could sing louder than any of them, I would, but my voice is too weak. So I'll praise you with my actions. I'll praise you with my attitude. I'll praise you with my affections. I'll praise you any way I can. Though my voice is weak, may you see the praise oozing from my heart any way else that I can manifest it because you're worthy of my praise.
Isaiah 55 verse 12 said, For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I tell you what, the day that I got saved, it seemed like the colors were a little bit brighter. Amen. It seemed like the sun shined a little bit brighter. It seemed like the breeze felt just a, a smell just a little bit fresher that day. It seemed like the birds chimed in to sing an amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Amen. And I rejoiced with all of creation, learning who my creator was in that, yes, he loved even me. Oh, glory to God. Luke 19, 40 says, and he answered and said unto them, I tell you, if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And Lord, help the day that the, uh, the stones out in the church parking lot make more noise for Jesus than the redeemed sitting in the pews. Can somebody say amen right there? May he receive the glory and the praise and the honor that's due his name. Some people wait on a feeling to, to praise the Lord. If you wait until you feel like praising God, you're likely never to do it. Some of you come in here with pains that you never dare mention to anybody. You live in chronic pain, and it's everything you can do to even come to the house of God. Amen. And, 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 and if you waited until you physically felt like praising God, you would never offer him a praise. But when I see some of our feeble folk that I love with all of my heart uh, uh, walking in with a cane and barely able to move, uh, you know what I see? I see uh, a mighty praise. Amen. With every little feeble step uh, that they come in here, they're worshiping God because they chose to show up instead of staying home because they realize that God is worthy of every effort. It's not how loud you get or how high you jump, but it's who you serve and how much you're willing to do for him as limited as you may be. Give all that you've got to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and watch him move mightily in your life. Matthew 12, uh, 21 and verse 16 said and said unto him, hearest thou what these say, uh, these people were concerned about the children praising Jesus. And, and Jesus said unto them, uh, uh, Yea, uh, that's the King James rendition, uh, country boy, yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And have you not read, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected pray. I could see Jesus. Now, y'all ain't read your Bible, have you? <laughs> Did y'all even go to Sunday school? Let me teach you what you have claimed to be teaching your whole life. That out of the mouth of babes and children that are, uh, that are young enough to be, be breastfed, that they, even God gets perfect praise out of them. Wow. Good night. Just t gave them a deep theological uh, lesson in just a few short words. See, that infant, it can't articulate words correctly, but it can cry. And you may not know how to say it. But you can make some noise for Jesus. Amen. You can cry out to him. <laughs> and, and I'm talking about a perfect praise. Amen. Or as perfect a praise as you can get on this side of glory. Revelation 4.8 talks about the four beasts who had on each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within. Boy, I'd like to see them beasts. And I'm going to one day. Amen. And they rest not day and night saying, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something here uh, that I probably shouldn't admit. But Now, I love praise and worship. 
I love some of the modern songs. I'm, I'm a little picky. If they got the anointing on them and they're biblically sound, I like them. Uh, but you have to use some discernment. There's some of them you're like, eh, maybe not for us, you know. And uh, one of my little pet peeves is when there's a repeat chorus over and over and over again, it just wears you down, right? You're like, ah, oh, let's get to the next song. You ever do that? Raise your hand. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you get in it and, and the presence of the Lord is there and that ministers to you. Uh, even in the Psalms, there are Psalms where there's a repeat over and over. Well, that was a musical stanza. So it's actually biblical. There's nothing wrong with it. We just have our personal preferences, don't we? Right? Uh, but I, I, I'm reading this in the book of Revelation. Apparently, repeat don't bother God. Because he's got these beasts saying around the throne 24-7, 365, nonstop, no rest. And all they're saying over and over again on an indefinite loop is holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Don't bother God at all. <laughs> yeah. It says, uh, it says it right here. Uh, they had six wings that are full of eyes. Uh, they rest not day and night. And that's what they're saying. It don't take them all day to say it. So they have to repeat it. It don't bother God. So if we get, up, if we get stuck in what seems to be an indefinite loop of praise around here one day, it ain't bothering God. It might bother me and it might bother you. But it ain't bothering God because God's, God's got time. And he'll soak up every ounce of praise you give him. And he'll be waiting on the next one. Whether you stop or not, he's waiting for more praise. You see what I'm saying? We can't praise him enough. We, we get weak. We get irritable in our flesh. And some of you are ready to go home now. Amen. Because our flesh is weak, our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak, and that's understandable. But understand this. God never tires of praise and worship. No matter how repetitive it is, as long as that re repetition is not vain in your heart. There's nothing wrong with repetition as long as it's not vain. As long as it's not pretense and fake and just method. Just doing it because you have to. Uh, when, has your praise become uh, more uh, repetitious than birth from your heart? Some people get in this trap. They'll come to church to worship the Lord, not because they want to, but because they have to in their mind. And it's more of a repetition. But it's not the kind of repetition that God honors because it's vain. It's vanity. Your heart's not in it. And there are some things that we should do for God over and over again. Such as forsaking not the assembly of yourselves together as a manner of some is. That should be on repeat in your life over and over again. As, as much as in you is, you should be at church when and if you're able. To give praise and glory to God and give, get instruction from Him on how to better to live for Him and be a witness for Him. Amen, church? But if that ever becomes a vain repetition, then we've got to get back in our prayer closet until God revives our heart and gives us the affection for Him that we had the day He first saved us. Amen? And that's possibly one of the reasons that churches are sometimes guilty of not giving Him the exuberant praise that He's worthy of is because it's become a rut and a routine and a grind and we've lost our joy We've lost our shout. We've lost our happiness. It's a grudge to serve God. Well, i got to go to church again. And nowadays with social media, it's tempting when we're not feeling like it to just sit at home and watch it on the Internet. And then the devil messes with the connection and you can't even get that. 
Amen. Next thing you know, you've missed an entire week of what you needed to feed your spirit. Can I get an amen, church? Uh, we need to be on repeat, but we need to be on sincere repeat for God. Now, how do we do that? We spend time in His presence, alone with Him. We spend time at His feet, and we let Him refresh our hearts with His presence and His love and His joy so that it doesn't become a grind, but with rejoicing and joy, the ark symbolizing the presence of God is back in our midst again. And so we close with this verse, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. Everybody stand to your feet, every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to ask you this question, is your praise mighty or wimpy? Today's teaching is coming to an end, but you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Here at True North, we encourage all of our listeners to dive into Scripture regularly on your own. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCoddle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at GaryCoddle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Cottle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.